Welcome one and all to Geekly Recap, the podcast where us two amazing chickas discuss some of the best TV around. We're currently recapping Marvel's Loki, available on Disney+, Plus, but we don't just talk about TV. Movies, events, topics, whatever floats our boats or grinds our gears. But this week, like Harva said, it's all about Loki. Episode 4. Much like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, this could possibly be the best episode of the show. They covered so, so much. It was so good. Where is all this going? Keep listening to hear our speculations as we recap episode four, scene by scene, as well as other Easter eggs we may have noticed. We also had some reactions from listeners, which we'll discuss also. On with the show. Hi, Ava. Hi, Meryl. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You're looking lovely as always. Oh, thank you. So are you, girl. Oh, you don't have to say that. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, I don't. (gasps) But anyway, look, look, look. Hold on, I'll rise slowly so I don't knock over anything. Knocks over everything. Oh, my God. (laughs) You did not. I didn't. (laughs) It was a gift. Oh, my God. From who? (laughs) From our friend Liz. (laughs) I can't believe Liz did that. <laughs> so for anyone who's going, what? It was my birthday a few weeks ago, and one of our friends sent me our first item of merch, <laughs> which is a t-shirt with our Geekly Recap picture on it. I love it. I love so much. <laughs> that is actually brilliant. I want you to wear it out. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe if we go to a con or something, we're famous. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how you promote us. Why would I have to wear it, though? It's already... My face is already here. Yeah, but they won't know who you are. They need... Unless you had Geekly Recap, like, tattooed on your forehead. Or a cap. Are you going to wear it? Maybe if someone buys me a cap with Geekly Recap. (laughs) They've already bought you a t-shirt, so you wear it. Yeah, a t-shirt just feels like something a fan should wear. Which, by the way, guys, if you want to wear our faces... I can get in touch with Liz and find out what company did it. (laughs) That is amazing, though. I can't believe we've got our own merch. I mean, one, but we've got our own merch. But hey, that's still something. I never Mm -hmm. thought we'd have any merch. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, Liz. Yeah, thanks, Liz. Although Harvard doesn't have one. I think she wants one. Send one her way, too. Oh, good. (laughs) Secret Santa. Let's save it for Christmas. Okay. (laughs) I would totally wear it, though. I mean, I would wear it ironically. Wait, that's why I'm wearing it right now. No, you're wearing it because you really love it. Oh, I love it. I've been wearing it all week. I know. She's so self-centred and pretentious. <laughs> well, no, in the I, I look in the mirror and I talk to my left boob. Where are your faces? Why am I on your boob? I don't know. That's where we are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. The show. The show. <laughs> What a great episode. This was a great episode. A lot happened. Yeah. And did it make you think differently about episode three? Because it answered quite a bit from episode three, so it wasn't just a filler episode. Yeah. Because I know you had your kind of ifs and buts, and I didn't because I was like, no, this is perfectly placed. Um, I feel like I have to watch them like in a in a row to see mm-hmm. whether I feel like three still feels out of place. I just think at the time, like I said... It was more that I think because after all the stuff that happened at the end of two, your brain is kind of like, but I want to know what happens with this. And then we didn't get it because we had to wait. But there's always that episode. You can't have it action and action and action. Usually if there is an episode like that, it's like you binge it (laughs) in the next one. So it doesn't feel that bad. 
but now that you have to go back to once a week crap, like, what is that? It's better because we can pace ourselves. Yes, yes. But when it happens, because you're so used to being able to just like binge it all when you have an episode that's slow after a week of going what's gonna happen you are a bit like no but i wanted to know what was gonna happen why are you telling me this do you know what i mean that was people's problem with game of thrones and for me i was like no game of thrones needs that you can't just have an action episode after an action episode however they had way too many game of thrones was just inconsistent that was their problem it wasn't necessarily that they just had slow episodes because some of those were some of the best ones oh yeah no but there was a lot of people that didn't want those episodes well i don't know why they were watching in the first place season one was mostly talking yeah you can't have a battle (laughs) in every episode however when it got to the last season and it was a lot shorter i'm just looking at my watch going "Mm mm-hmm get to it yeah but then when they got to it you're like yeah but not like this yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't do it that way (laughs) no i feel like you always need it in a tv show yeah 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 but yeah i think it was just because i i mean i was just missing mobius let's face it that's where Mm -hmm. it was at Mm -hmm. and i'm missing mobius right now i know but let's hope that you know based on what happens in the episode He's got to be okay. Can you imagine we didn't get a post-credit sequence and we were just left in the dark completely? If anything, they gave us a gift. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. No, that that mid-credit or whatever sequence was definitely a gift because, I mean, we've we kind of mentioned it briefly to each other, but the way we were feeling when, you know, I mean, it's not a spoiler because, yeah. guys, you've probably watched the episode. You've seen right it. Now. <laughs> but when Loki gets pruned, I was like, I swear to God, if this is actually what they're doing and it's just going to be about female Loki. Loki for the next two, you can yes. piss right off. Yes. <laughs> I would so this this podcast would have been quite different i think we would have been just effing and blind and all i would have been livid i'd have been like you brought tom hiddleston back to get rid of him yeah this is not sean bean in game of thrones since we're speaking about game of thrones if we're doing that then you should have just left him where he was when he died in infinity war how dare you do this to us again i mean he could still die but But keep coming back yes just keep coming like Freddy Krueger, like all of those great people that keep coming back and don't know how to die. There's all those great people. Like Freddy, like whoever kills everybody. Uh, Michael Myers. Michael Myers. He's always back. Jason. All of those horror greats. The, um, what's his face? Leatherface. Does he die and keep coming back? I don't know, but he's always around. There's always some other nut job. Chucky, whatever, all of those amazing, great characters that after some point you start rooting for instead of going, no, I hope the teenagers live, you know? I did really like the two Lokis in this episode as well, though. Yeah, no, she was definitely better in this episode for me. I know you liked her anyway. No, I have really enjoyed her. But she wasn't in the episode as much this episode either. So, But when she was, she was pretty cool. I know. Oh, the fighting. Oh my god, I just thought about conventions and how many people are going to dress up as her too. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, it's happening. Are you doing it? No. But I mean, it's happening. Everyone's doing it. I'd rather come back as Crocodile Loki. I know, that was amazing. (laughs) He's so cute. He is. He better have a proper role in it. Not like bringing in that cat that teased me and then I never saw that cat again. (laughs) I want the the crocodile. (laughs) And I hope he talks as well. Oh, my God. It's probably going to be in, like, Asgardian or, I don't know, something croaky. Croaky? (gasps) He should be called Croaky. Oh, my God. So we've got Loki, we've got Cloaky, and now we've got (laughs) Croaky. I 
I think we should begin. Let's begin. <laughs> so episode four of Loki is called The Nexus Event. Frayed nerves and paranoia infiltrate the TVA as Mobius and Hunter B-15 search for Loki and Sylvie. It is directed by Kate Heron. As always. Mm-hmm. And written by... Eric Martin. He actually, again, he hasn't got a lot of writing credits. He's probably most famous, although I never heard of this. It's a TV movie. He wrote uh, The Other Mother. But his other credits are actually as a writer's assistant on Detective McLean and a production assistant on Rick and Morty. I applaud him because this was a great I know. episode. I mean, he did have help, obviously, from Michael Waldron, but still. Still, an amazing episode. Michael Waldron, you can also help my scripts get better by hiring me for your whatever you <laughs> next work on. <laughs> so this episode begins with a shot of Asgard. We've gone back. Oh, are we back? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're back. <laughs> we are, but not in the Asgard Asgard. No, it's, it's Sylvie's Asgard. So we see Minutemen enter. Um, through another door. I don't know what they actually call them. Time doors. Uh, time doors. Um, and we see a little girl, which is Sylvie, and they arrest her and take her to the TVA. Yep. And this is where we see who the hunter is as well. Hunter A23, also known as... Judge I was call her a bitch face, but... <laughs> oh, Ravona. <laughs> ugh, ugh. I know, if you already didn't like her, in this episode you'd like her even less. I know. I told you I didn't like the cut of her jib. I know you said that. The thing is, she's one of those, like, you know how you have those characters and stuff where they're clearly lying, but, and it's like a soap opera, so it's so bloody obvious that they're yes. lying, but no one can see it. That's, Apart from I, the audience. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that was what they told her to do, because I don't think she's a bad actress. I've seen her in other things. But you are like... How is no one questioning her? She's basically like going, um, um, no, it wouldn't work. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. she's, she, she's like looking everywhere. She looks like she's lying. She might as well say a big raccoon came in and did this as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so... I think, I think it's obviously, um... It's for us. Yeah, they've, they've definitely told her to act in that way. Even, um, when she has them in the, in the elevator, she does a smirk. I noted it down and I'll bring it up again. But it's like this smirk. And I'm like, you might as well just be looking at the camera because that smirk is for us. Ravana is definitely like a soap opera actress right now. Like everything <laughs> she does is for our eyes, but every time she does it, I just want to slap her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that smirk of her face. Exactly. But I did want to say Young Sylvie is played by Kaylee Fleming, who people might recognise her. I actually didn't, but I did. Um, she's, I did. <laughs> oh, she's been in The Walking Dead. She was Young Ray in the Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker and TV show Better Things. Those are the things she's most known for. Yeah, she was. she's actually really good in The Walking Dead. I was like, that little kid can kick ass. <laughs> and she did here as well, briefly. So Sylvie escapes by stealing... Hunter A23 is Tempad. Mm-hmm. So that's the Tempad I guess she's been using all this time. Yeah, I wonder how she's been charging it as a kid. Yeah, she's smart. She figures things out. Because I was just thinking, like, you know how <laughs> if something gets stolen from you, you can call a company and get it, like, cancelled or, like, a credit card or whatever. Yeah. yeah I'm surprised Ravonna couldn't, like, deactivate it, you know, so yeah. it couldn't be used. You would think they'd be ahead of their time or something. Yeah, clearly they're not, though, based on their architecture and... Stuff. No. <laughs> so after we see Sylvie escape, we then see Ravonna in our time and she enters through the golden elevators and the timekeepers are behind the doors. I know. Oh. What did you think when you saw that? Because I was like, 
I just thought aliens. Well, yeah, I just was <laughs> like, no, my first thought was like, wait, so there are people or whatever behind this door. Like, it's not, do you know what I mean? Like, she's approaching actual timekeepers or whatever. Yeah, it's not just an empty thing. But I still didn't think they were real. I don't know what I genuinely thought, but I still didn't think they were real. Yeah, I mean, I was I was just surprised that we were being shown anything. I was like, really? Yeah, I didn't think maybe we'd see it at the beginning. I thought we'd see it at the end of the Yeah, episode. I mean, we didn't really see much, but like you said, glowing eyes and like, obviously you got like distinct three figures sort of thing. And I'm like, whoa, what? It felt like a cult leader. <laughs> three cult leaders are like the triangle. Yeah. I'm just like, where am I going into? <laughs> I know. Because I really thought up to, until then that, if wherever Ravana is going, she's not really going to see them. But yeah. apparently they are in some form or another there. Mm-hmm. She must know they were fake. I'm thinking she must know too. But then was she still talking to fake one? Like, anyway, we'll get to it when we get to the scene, I guess. Yes. Oh, also, hold on. I know this is like completely not important, but because I mentioned the cat, when we see uh, little Sylvie going through the, basically the same process that Loki did, did you notice that his mug did not have a cat on it? No. This the room was the emptier and he didn't have a cat. So what Her happened? Her paperwork, like, you know, everything you've ever said was also yeah. a lot thinner. Yeah. I guess, you know, she's a kid as well, so she doesn't. Yeah. Although children talk a lot, so I'm They surprised. do. <laughs> I still thought Loki's one was quite small. Maybe some of it was small print. <laughs> so after the credits, we see Mobius questioning Ravana. And he tells her that he needs to speak to Hunter C20 because it's the only way that he can actually really get close to Loki and the variant. And she's just like, no, 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 no. And she's like, she's dead. At this moment, I was like, what? Yeah. But again, she was doing that whole soap opera acting, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I was like him. I was like, what? Well, I mean, I knew immediately that they killed her. Yeah. I don't need to see it happen. Of course I know. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Like, she seemed okay, apart from the fact that... Exactly. Like, last time we saw her, yeah, she was having a bit of a meltdown. meltdown. But she seemed to come to her senses enough to speak and explain, like, what she was talking... Well, not what she was talking about, but that, you know, she'd given the location away. He says to her, he's like, but she kept saying, this is real, this is real. You know, like, mm, yeah. And it's like, well, apparently because she was enchanted, her brain was scrambled and she died. Yeah, she basically couldn't even form a sentence by the time she returned, apparently. Apparently. In capital letters, I wrote lies in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she just tells uh, Mobius to not tell anybody and to find Loki and Sylvie. Yeah. Meanwhile. <laughs> oh, back on Lamentus 1. The world is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we kind of have her kind of tell us the flashback we basically saw, right? Yeah, she kind of explains it a little bit. She says, the universe wants to break free, so it manifests chaos like me being born, the goddess of mischief. And as soon as that created a big enough detour from the sacred timeline, the TVA showed up and erased my reality and took me prisoner. And that's like, it's horrible, isn't it? Like That is that is horrible. But on the second time of viewing it, she somewhat believes that's her Nexus event. But what is her Nexus event? Because it can't be her being born. She was a young child when she was taken, not a baby. This is the thing, though, because I was thinking, and then my brain wanted to explode. So I'll bring it up, but maybe I'm just missing something and you can tell me, right? So we've got these variants, right, of Loki. However, there should really only be one Loki, right, in the sacred timeline. Yes. So 
surely all of them existing as soon as they were born or as soon as their mums were pregnant, shouldn't that have been nuked or, yeah. you know, whatever? These are all pruned? different timelines. Yeah. So what is that about, though? Like, how is there... How did they let her get to the age of 12? Whatever she was, I can't remember. But um, yeah, like, why would you wait until she's that age to prune her? Which which is why I don't believe that, well, maybe the TVA, no, it did exist. There's obviously something going on and I don't think the TVA are real. It is obviously something controlling the TVA. Yeah, I and feel like it's a front for something same. else. Yeah, definitely. Because we also see her playing with a Valkyrie and a mm-hmm. dragon. Yeah. And we're like, well... Is this where Valkyrie's people, you know, they didn't they die in the battle? I don't remember the history of the Valkyrie. I think I think they died in the battle. So I'm like, well, what if she interfered in the battle and that's her Nexus event and she's recreating the fight? But don't they turn up at the moment the Nexus event is created to stop it from branching off? So it's got to be something that she just now did. Is there something else that we don't see in that shot? Because all we see is that she's alone, right? She's alone. She's playing with her toys. Yeah, she is like recreating or or whatever, making a game out of, you know, Valkyrie and all of that. But what what is she actually doing? Has she enchanted someone that she wasn't meant to enchant that we haven't seen? But then I was thinking, so let's, well, she's a Nexus being, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, so is Wanda. Where is the TVA and Wanda? Surely she's not on the sacred timeline. Because they can't have a nexus being. There's like a whole weird thing though, isn't there? Because they've kind of made a point of saying that Loki is bad and the Avengers are good. So I guess anything the Avengers do is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's what the timekeepers say. I guess hopefully some of this will be unveiled because I'm still like, eh? The thing is, I almost feel like with time travel, you can get away with plot holes. But the way everyone's digging deep, you cannot get away with plot holes. I know. Time travel storylines have always been a problem because people always find something. That's one that is going to be like a major talking point. Because obviously she asks later on. This is where Renslayer, this is where Ravonna like smirked and she said i don't remember what you're she clearly did remember she does if anything maybe she was the one that's ordered it do you know what i mean rather than anyone ordering it like maybe it's personal from ravana we it don't looks well, personal does it their whole does. issue looks personal maybe she didn't even have a nexus thing there's just something else clearly a lot of the Minutemen just follow orders they don't question anything because once they do brunage so when mobius leaves he bumps into hunter b15 and she actually asks Mobius on C20 and he can't say anything. And he just says there's no news. But she looks agitated at this point. Yeah, she looks really uncomfortable. I wasn't expecting what to happen later on, but she, yeah. I could already sense something wasn't right. Yeah, because I thought it could go either way. Because the way she was talking about it, because doesn't she say like they're hopping through uh, time planning their next massacre? So I was like, is she going to decide to just go into denial you know how they do sometimes and she'll get even more evil about it and you know torture you know to find out something but instead it kind of went a nicer way so we've got b15 on our side yeah and that was oh my god that was such a great moment i love her i know i didn't in the first three episodes no i still liked her (laughs) episode four i'm like oh my god you're so cool (laughs) no i still liked her because I don't know, she's just got a presence I liked anyway, but I'm glad that they've not treated her character like a villain. I just wanted to see the vulnerability and we got that in this episode. Yeah. I wanted to see her layers. Yeah, so we're back at the planet again, back on Lamentis 1, and it looks like it's pretty much 
the end, right? We can see like explosions coming to them and um and Sylvie asks about, you know, do you think that what makes a Loki a Loki is the fact that we're destined to lose? Which is really sad. It is sad. And I mean, yeah, they do lose quite a lot. Loki has lost quite often. Yeah. But then he says a nice line. No, we may lose, sometimes painfully, but we don't die. We survive. He's so mentally strong. If I was him, I'd just be like, yeah, that's it. This is it. I'm just destined to die now. Just take me. (laughs) I think uh, the amount of bloody losses I've had. Yeah, no, definitely. I think initially I would be like Sylvie. Angry to the death, want to kill everyone. She's very calm too. I think she's accepted her fate yeah. at this point. Yeah. And she might even be a little bit tired of running, to be honest with you, I was, at this point. I was point. just about to say, so from what we gather, she's been running for over 20 years. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be the same age, right? But then we have an old Loki later. I assume they I just the same assume age. they were about the same age. If anything, she's a bit younger. I would, But yeah, they're not that far. And from what we gathered in her child form she was what like 10 something like that yeah so yeah that's insane running's exhausting it was only after that she said she figured out where to hide because she's been creating branches all over the place you have to think about how much more exhausted she is now because the plan that she'd been working on for a very long time didn't work out either so do you know what I mean that would give her a drive right she's like well I'm gonna do this and then that didn't work. Thanks, Loki. <laughs> yeah. But then she says, like, as it, doesn't she say something like, how ironic that the place places that I found to hide in is now the place that I'm going to die. But then, yeah, he's like, he they have a heart to heart. And I was like, oh, God, why is there a love story? Why is this happening? But Mobius brings it up. And it is the whole narcissistic thing where you fall in love with yourself. You kind of almost allow it just because you are like, well, technically, it's almost like he's looking in a mirror. Yeah. Yes. This is the bit where we see the spike, isn't it? Yeah. So basically, she touches his arm or something. And that's when we see um, a really steep branch off. Like, it's not like the slow slopes. We see it like completely deviating towards the red line. Um, So they have to kind of nip it in the bud very quickly because... I don't know what would have happened if it hit red. No, but then remember Mobius says to him later that line, like that's what's going to bring this whole place down. Yeah, it's true. I'm like, oh my God, what? What? Is it going to implode? I don't even know. I I was like, oh my God, hit that line. I want to (laughs) know. I know, but they didn't, unfortunately, because they found them. But that Nexus, obviously, event told them where they are or at least they just went to see what it was they probably didn't know it was exactly loki and sylvie at that point but yeah they um they they arrest them arrest them and bring them back to the tva and then you have mobius and loki just arguing although i love how it starts off where he's like oh you know i feel he says something about shouldn't i have the same amount of security yeah he kind of says something like um, yeah, he should have an equal amount of security. This is insulting. Yes. <laughs> Classic Loki. But they both feel betrayed at this moment. Oh, you're talking about Mobius and Loki. Yeah. I know they haven't been friends for a long time. Mobius is definitely taking this a little bit personally, considering he was just treating him like, you know, a variant that they're using. He was a bit like, you're a rubbish friend. He basically tells him he's a bad friend. Yeah. And, and and the thing is, like, I guess he did put his trust in him as well. And to see Loki just walk out on him, he's yeah, like, oh, but, come I mean, on. In a way, you can't blame him, though. Because no. this is like another you. And they've basically left the time door open for you to follow. 
and curiosity. We know what it did to the cat. <laughs> but like the he doesn't even necessarily trust the TVA. So no. who is he meant to go with? Another version of him or the TVA who treating him like a prisoner. So yeah. you would kind of want to follow yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah. Although that doesn't always go well either if you watch Bill and Ted's bogus journey. <laughs> I do understand where they're both coming from here. Um, but yeah, Mobius is just not having any of it. Like you said, he's taking it personally. So he's going to send him into a jail loop. Yeah, a time cell or something. A time cell. It, which is just the loop of a time in your life where you did something horrible to somebody. It's quite funny, to be honest. It was. And then I was like, oh my God, it's Groundhog Day as well. Oh. <laughs> but out of all the things that Loki has done, <laughs> he's cut off Sif's hair. <laughs> yeah. A knee to the balls, slap to the face. And being told that you'll always be alone, I guess because that's hitting an insecure part of him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think it was very smartly done. Mm -hmm. But just before he sends him there, Loki does tell Mobius the TVA are lying to you. He does. And obviously he doesn't believe it because... But he has planted the seed. He has. The seeds of doubt, I think, have been in there for a bit, though. Like when Loki questions stuff, because Mobius clearly doesn't like question things normally, but Loki's making him think about stuff he normally wouldn't think about. Mm -hmm. And that definitely breeds doubt. And fun fact, the whole Lady Sif's hair being cut. I read that it was inspired by Norse mythology that did exist. Lady Sif was married to Thor. Yeah. And while she was sleeping, Loki cut her hair. Mm -hmm. Although she had golden hair. In golden that. hair. And like it ruins their crops and everything that they used to grow. I actually read like <laughs> a lot of the story. It. I went into it. And it was only after the only way that they could get her hair back was Loki had to go and find some gnomes below Earth that could bring her hair back. And she didn't want to see I Thor. Hope that happened. <laughs> and then it was like raining. But as soon as she got her hair back, you know, everything went back to normal. Thor went looking around for her. And she was, like, not responding to him and goes, something's not right. So he comes back and he's like, Sif, where are you? And she's, like, she's hidden in the shadows and she doesn't want to show her him because he was in love with her hair. And I think at this point her head's just shaved. And she just thought that he wouldn't like her. I'm like, no, this is real love. He still loves That's you. That's not how shallow Thor is. I know. But um, for people who obviously should remember Sif, but just in case, she's played by Jamie Alexander and she was, she's actually uncredited in this episode. Um, but she's she in was, it quite a bit. <laughs> I know, but she's not in the credits at all. Oh. Um, and she was in the first two Thor movies. She wasn't in Ragnarok as the actress was busy filming her new TV show, Blind Spot. But in the story, according to Kevin Feige, um, apparently she appeared, because I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but apparently her character appears in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and in that, or after that, she was uh, banished from Asgard by Loki when he was pretending to be Odin um, because he was afraid that she'd expose his lie. Um, and she was one of Thanos' victims during the big snap, but she was brought back five years later. Apparently she will be back in the next Thor movie. But um, she's also been in quite a lot of other stuff, actually. She was, she's been in The Brink, Nurse Jackie, Kyle XY, Watch Over Me, and... I watched this really recently and I was like, she looks familiar. She was in season one of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in the episode where there's like underage kids in their pub. Yes. And Dennis wants to date her. Do you yeah. remember? She's like yeah, the chilling, like the popular girl. I was like, oh my yeah. God, her? I remember. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't totally write out her story and they've thought 
well about her story and to bring her back. Yeah, definitely. Because I know a lot of people... I mean, she's still a predominant character, whether she hasn't appeared in Thor as much as we expected her to appear in, and she certainly wasn't in three. They could have totally just written her out with that story. Yeah, definitely. But no, she was quite a cool character, considering we don't get a lot of female ones in Thor. I mean, uh, yeah, I got, really enjoyed her. We've obviously got um, Valkyrie now, but still, it's good to have. I said to you at the time when Wonder Woman was announced, I was like, Are if you I could choose Wonder this? Woman, she would have she been... been a good Wonder Woman. Yeah, definitely. she would have been a good Wonder Woman. Second to Hayley Atwell. Of course. <laughs> Just to clear that up. <laughs> While he's in the time cell, Ravonna's in her office looking quite stressed. I think this whole lie is starting to get to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all falling apart. She can't apart. keep up. Exactly. Mobius comes in and um, she's kind of like, why aren't you interrogating him? But he's keeping Loki occupied so he can go and actually interrogate Sylvie now. Yeah. But he's they're not, not letting allowed. him. He's not allowed. She's too dangerous, apparently. Like, seriously? She's got that thing around her neck. I know. But she then says something like, oh, yeah, but you lost control of Loki when you first had to interrogate him. But still, no one died. Mm. Mm. I don't remember anyone dying. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. (laughs) She makes me so mad. I know. And, you know, Mobius says, if there's a mastermind here, I don't think it's Loki. So she's just like, oh, good. Then you can interview him. He'll be easier to break or something like that. Right. Uh Outrageous. And when he leaves, he bumps into B-15 again. And he asks, and she actually asks him whether Loki said anything to him. Mm-hmm. There's something going on with B-15. I wonder I what know. it is. I know, I wonder, I wonder. <laughs> and he obviously, yeah, he just, well, he does tell her. He says the TVA are lying to us, apparently. Even though he doesn't believe it. Yeah. But then this is putting more seeds into Hunt B-15's head. Exactly. Because she knows. She knows. <laughs> she knows. But she doesn't know that he knows. but mobius actually uh mentions like because he's sort of like how dangerous can these people be yeah he's like we brought in kree titans vampires uh and yeah why is it two orphan demigods such a pain in the ass and we know that we've we've seen the kree before Mm -hmm. and we've definitely even in this series yeah and that and have we i'm sorry we saw scroll scroll in the beginning and you know we've seen kree for people who are like, when? Wait, Captain Marvel. When? When? Did I say when? <laughs> yes. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Why are you being so cruel? <laughs> but yeah, we've seen them in Captain Marvel. We've seen them in Guardians of the Galaxy. Titan is where, you know, Thanos is from. Mm-hmm. But also it's where the Eternals live, I think, on the mm-hmm. planet. I think um, so. But now we have vampires because... Blade, Blade is coming. Blade. Blade. With Mahashala Ali. If I'm, I hope I'm saying his name yeah, right. I, I always say Mahashala Ali, but I yeah. don't actually know. No relation again. No. But I'm loving it. I'm I'm looking forward to Blade. Yeah, he's a really good actor, so that'll be interesting to see. And very different from Wesley Snipes, so I'm kind of wondering how they're going to do it. I think it's the first time they've actually acknowledged vampires in the MCU, so. Woohoo! That's going to be interesting. Can you imagine him joining the Avengers? <laughs> be interesting well like it? the new version of Avengers but there's so many like Marvel characters he's got to be on a night team yeah a night the others team. are too colourful for that too colourful oh yeah he needs to be on like the dark side <laughs> who's on like who wears dark outfits Black Panther yeah. who else wears dark outfits in the Avengers I guess Winter Soldier could help out Falcon's out of it now though or Captain America he needs America. to change his outfit <laughs> he needs to have a night version as well yeah with night vision goggles 
I'm sure they are night vision goggles, to be fair. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you can see that. Did you see the um the room that is behind B15? Oh, the door number. Yeah. I did look at it, but I didn't look it up because I went, Harper will do that. See, she knows me too well. Uh, so the room that Sylvie is actually being kept in is Time Theatre 47. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an issue of Marvel's What If, which is 47. And it's a story about what may have happened had Loki taken Thor's hammer. Mm. And then the post credit sequence, we do see a Loki. With a with sort of Thor hammer. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I'm wondering whether that's going to lead into partly to do with that story. I mean, we also know okay. what if is coming. Exactly, which I'm really looking forward to. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I won't lie. Part of it is because um, Hayley Atwell will be back. <laughs> Even yes. if it's a cartoon, I'm still there for it. <laughs> I'm there for it. And she's, I'm going to say Captain America, but I don't actually know. Might be, is it? It's not Captain Britain, is it? They're not no, that's any. a whole different character. Yeah, but I know, but is she going to be wearing a British flag? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, surely it's going to be... Or is she going to go American on her horses? (laughs) (laughs) Surely it's going to be the British flag on her shield. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. Oh, she's going to go American. Dual citizenship. Anyway, so next scene is... Loki is still in time, the time cell, and he's fed up now. He's fed up with Sif. But he isn't fed up, like, on board now. He's more like, he's actually... I think he's being truthful here. Yeah. He's definitely made him think. Yeah, Yeah. he apologizes to Sif. And he says, um, I'm a horrible person. I cut off your hair because I thought it would be funny. Kind of is. I crave attention because I'm a narcissist. And I suppose it's because I'm scared of being alone. And she helps him up. And doesn't hit him for once. But does say, you are alone and you always will be. That's so mean to him. But he did break that loop. He did. That but was now, the, I feel like that was the way of breaking the loop. Was yeah, I wonder what would have happened it. next, though. Like, if no one had come into the time cell, would it just have changed? Or was it always going to end there? Because Mobius appears then, so... Yeah, I don't know. But Mobius enters at the right time. Oh, he does. And they come back. They come back, but who's there, Meryl? Well, not yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. Skip him way ahead. <laughs> okay, well, who's there, Meryl? It's that damn computer again. <laughs> <laughs> computer and the chairs and the table. How dare they be there? <laughs> and he asks him to kind of expand on the lie that he said, how they're lying to him. Mm-hmm. Because he's now, he's he's going to prod him. Yeah, but he still thinks that it's just one of those bargaining chips that Loki usually tries to use. Because he does go, oh, let me go or whatever and I'll tell you. And he's just like, yeah, you're just trying to... It's like what he did in the tent. See, it's like a whole thing of crying wolf. This is what happens, Loki. And he thinks that they've been working together or he's suspicious that the two Lokis have been working together. Yeah, that they're partners. And then he's like, oh, but no, you wouldn't be partners. Mm. (laughs) It's quite insulting to him. He's clearly hurt. Hurt. Yeah, I would be. Oh, I know, you would be. (laughs) (laughs) But then Loki says another line, Meryl, which we've seen time and time again in Marvel. Is this going to be a thing? What? Oh, yeah. He says it's a means Means to to an an end. end. I know, yeah. I feel like I've heard it in every show. I don't think it was in WandaVision, but we definitely heard it about 5,000 times in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, has it been in any of the films? Because I feel like maybe he said it in an Avengers film. I don't know, but you know what? There's one way to find out, aside from Googling. Watch them all. Again, yeah. And every time that line said, just note it down. Yeah. Because I'm starting to feel and like take a shot everyone said it. <laughs> but um, yeah, then they also do another thing that they love doing in any sort of movie where people like each other, but they don't 
realize they like each other mm-hmm. when they go, no, he's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because he's like, yeah, he goes, she's difficult and irritating and she tries to hit me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they literally sound like school kids on the playground. But Mobius is also asking him, he's like, well, what caused that Nexus event on Lamentis? Mm-hmm. And Loki, rightly so, just says, I'm not going to tell you because then you're going to turn around and prune me. Exactly. And then he's like, well, I'll just send you back to Lady Sif then. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I like it when he's just like, oh, no, please. It's like, I can't. That's <laughs> like me when I'm doing my workouts and the instructor. No, please no. 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 <laughs> I'll do anything. <laughs> and then he says that he's been using Sylvie. So they have been in cahoots, but he's actually like using her as a pawn. I know. And the thing is, he lies again. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I still don't know whether this was the right thing to do. I understand why you did it. And I'm like, don't lie. Yeah, stop lying. Also, I mean, Mobius can see right through it because he yeah. pretends that they already killed Sylvie mm-hmm. just to see what his reaction would be. And after like looking completely shocked, he's like, good riddance. <laughs> it was exactly like when he saw how many people died on Asgard. Exactly. And his planet had just exploded. But then like... You could see in his face, though. This time, he I mean, he got over the Asgard thing a lot quicker than he got over the... <laughs> well, because he can't change that. Like, it happens when he's not there. It's Whereas true, with but... with this, it's happened in his vicinity, I guess. Still. Just saying. It's it's literally just happened. I see how it is, is all I'm saying. He's like, oh, well, it's him about Asgard, but how dare you take my girlfriend? <laughs> girlfriend jeez these they fall in love so easily in these films and tv shows it take maybe we're doing it wrong maybe i should just start falling in love immediately i can't give it a go going well (laughs) let's give it a go (laughs) my resolution for the rest of the year His face does give it away. It does, and Mobius just cracks up because he's like, oh my God, you like her. <laughs> you fell for yourself. You're breaking reality right now. <laughs> You're breaking reality for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Because he said this would be pure chaos and break reality, and that's what he says. You're breaking reality he for me right now. He calls it a sick, twisted, romantic relationship. <laughs> Calm down. They're not brother and sister. I know. I almost want a book like this. Can they write this book? I will read it. <laughs> Wait, what? What book? About Loki falling for himself. I'm sure there's some what... fan fiction about it going <laughs> I want to see what chaos they impact on everyone. <laughs> you know, if this show doesn't give it to me. What would happen, though? I mean, would it really? Or is it just the reality is Mobius knows it because he clearly doesn't know anything? Yeah, that's true. Maybe nothing would actually happen. <laughs> exactly. Except the TVA would stop being able to do what it I don't know what happens when it goes to the red line is that what's going to set off the multiverse of madness I don't know well now Mobius is like we need to hit that red line you two have got to you know <laughs> she's doing the very horrible signals with her hands <laughs> they gotta get jiggy with it for no, the TVA to come crashing down I'm doing down. the Jim Carrey show. <laughs> <laughs> what <was> the turkey <laughs> 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 anyway you know if you're not aware we did recap liar liar <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is just what we're referencing right now <laughs> go back and listen but he does reveal that he was lying sylvie's still okay for now yeah exactly for now because then we find out they do want to prune sylvie and like ravona's like oh yeah the timekeepers want you in on it oh so now he gets to meet the timekeepers Right. Wait, we're not there yet. I know, but I know, but it just it leads up. (laughs) 
But yeah, Loki does try and tell him the truth again, right? So he's like, he says you're all variants, like very angrily. He's, he's done with it now. Just listen to me, Mobius. He says the time keepers didn't create you. They kidnapped you from the timeline and erased your memories. Memories she can access through enchantment. So before this, you had a past. Maybe you had a family, a life. And Mobius looks kind of a little sad there, don't you think? Did we not mention this about the jet skis? And yes. I'm like, is this and a memory? And he brings up a jet ski later as mm-hmm. well. I know. I was like, oh my God, it's like I read the script. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I'm just that good of a writer. I knew what was coming. Oh, please. We were both saying it in the last episode, okay? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Came out of my mouth first. <laughs> it didn't. If you listen back, I think I said it and you nodded and went, she yes. She edited it. <laughs> how dare you i was just reading your mind as i usually mm-hmm. do and she's gonna edit this bit as well <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm ravana <laughs> prune <laughs> but yeah mobius doesn't give away that obviously it's had any effect on him and he just says nice try mm-hmm. and he closed he says he's gonna close the case and he doesn't need him anymore they send him back in right yeah and then Loki says to him, out of all the liars here, you're the biggest. And he's like, what? Because I lied to you about your girlfriend. He goes, no, it's from the lies that you tell yourself. <laughs> but doesn't he say, no, that I respect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the lies you tell yourself. Which is true. And that's something else that Mobius kind of, you know, it yeah, hits a nerve. Definitely. And rightly so. Um, and B-15 is still in the corridor, shaken up. She's really having a hard time. And... um. I mean, I didn't really... Did you think she was going to lose it? Did you think at any point, maybe what Ravana said was right? Oh, you mean like what happened to C20? Yeah. No. No, I don't think she'd get to that point, but I thought maybe she might not lose her mind, but kind of have a breakdown like we saw C20 have. Like similar, but not as much. I didn't think that. I just thought, like I said earlier, that I didn't know whether she was going to decide to find out more or try and be in denial. Do uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if she was going to react in anger or whether she was going to be curious. Luckily, yeah. she chose the second. <laughs> she was obviously distraught by what she saw, and we don't yeah. know what she saw. Exactly. I hope we get to see something from her memory as well. Hopefully. I also want to know why it was these particular people that were chosen. Like, these were the variants that were chosen to be yeah. Minutemen or to like, be Hunters. Were they or... chosen? Were they snapped? Was that what was going to happen to Sylvie? Were they going to erase her memory and turn her into one of them? Was that what they're doing? Maybe they get them from a very young age and, and they grow up. I don't know how it works. It's very interesting. I don't know what happens. Did they all get sentenced at some point? Who started it? Was it just the whatever the timekeepers are? Oh, you know, we're asking the same questions. Is it Kang? Maybe, because like Ravonna definitely wasn't from Earth. So, well, at least not in the comics. And I mean, we'll get to it for when she has her moment at the end. But it almost like she's kind of accepting fate, almost like she wants to be freed and she might be working for someone. Yeah, you do kind of feel like she is under some kind of orders, but... At the same time, I'm like, kill the bitch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll see what Sylvie finds out from her, Mm -hmm. right? But, um... B-15 sees the ad. She does storm, well, doesn't storm into the room, but she gets her pruner ready and asks the other Minutemen to let her in to the room. Because she's also not allowed to be in. Yeah, she's just meant to stand guard. No one's meant to go in there. Considering she's, I would assume, one of the leaders of the Minutemen, but Ravonna's just basically got it that no one goes in there apart from her. Yeah, no one. 
Because she will give her secret away. But isn't that stupid? Like, why is no one but Mobius questioning the fact that you finally caught this person? Wouldn't you want to understand, like, why, at least? Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. She does enter the room. She does. And she she puts her pruning stick away once she's inside. And she opens a uh, a time door and tells Sylvie to follow her. She basically breaks her out. They need to go to a private place to talk, basically. Yeah. Well, so they go back into an apocalypse, right? Because yeah. they wouldn't be tracked there. Yeah, exactly. But theremin music plays again. Oh, God, I'm I hate that music so much. I was much. wondering whether there was... I, I don't know whether there's something about it, but I don't know. No, I, I tried looking up to see whether there was something like maybe it was being played, for like, I don't know, to do something to your mind or whatever, but I couldn't find anything. But I did read that... Um, Around the time where the composer, when the composer was hired for the job, she had been listening to someone called Clara Rockmore, who's a 1950s theremin virtuoso. And she was thinking, oh, maybe I'll use her in a soundtrack one day. Mm-hmm. And then when the Loki director said she wanted theremin in the soundtrack, it almost oh. seemed like it was meant to be. Perfect. Because the, apparently the music or the device has been used in other sci-fi films in the past. So Spellbound, The Day the Earth Stood Still, and Apollo 11's film First Man. And it just fit the score perfectly. It works. Yeah, it, it definitely does. It's, works. It's very creepy, creepy mm-hmm. music. I do like it. I want to try it. But um, yeah, so they're back in Ravonna's bloody office and they're celebrating that the case is finished, right? Mm, yeah. And, yeah, well. They've closed the case because they're both arrested, but yeah. you haven't gotten to the end of the story. But apparently that's enough, at least enough for a celebration. Mm. And um, Mobius is a bit distracted and they didn't close up on it. But did you notice that after he signed the case book or whatever, he did look at the pen again? He did. And I'm assuming it's the same pen that said Franklin D. Roosevelt High School. It's, yeah. And like I said, the seed's been planted now, mm-hmm. so he's going to question everything. Exactly. And he keeps kind of trying to ask her casually questions, but she's just... And she's oh, deterring. I just hate her so much. She go, yeah, she asks him... If he could go anywhere, where would he go? Yeah. And he's like, but I can and it's like, oh, that's not what I mean. Play the game. There's also, like, obviously there's no romantic connection there, but I almost feel like she kind of tries a little bit. I feel like there's definitely something, maybe not. Just to not, keep him yeah, on like, her side? I don't, I don't think she's necessarily into him. No. But I think she's picked up that he might like her because he flirts with her, right? Yeah. About being his her favourite analyst yeah. and all this stuff. And I feel like they're both doing it to get stuff out of each other. Yeah, and I definitely more so her, though. Yes. She knows she has his trust yes. because he likes her. Yeah, but yeah, so he's like, again, why wouldn't you let me interrogate Sylvie? And she says, you know, again, about the escaping and all of that rubbish. I'm trying to protect you. Yeah. And she keeps asking him the question again, like, where would you go again? Uh Doesn't she? Yeah. And he says, I like being here now with you. Uh Uh-huh. Which is, again, kind of playing Yeah, I I think maybe normally that was his answer. Yeah. Maybe, but but maybe he, because it didn't feel real. I felt like he said what he thought she wanted to hear. Because she kept yeah, because when she was asking, going away from his I don't questions, even, yeah, because I don't know whether she was asking in a sort of, um, you know how you might just ask somebody, or whether she was trying to find out oh, whether she's he digging. was, yeah. So I think he was keeping that closed. That's like, probably why, obviously, she wanted him to find out more from Loki, mm. because she would assume he would get stuff out of Loki from what Loki got from Sylvie, and Mobius would give it back to her. 
Yeah. But what a cow. So he doesn't believe her. No. And it's like another trophy she's got. Why does she have another trophy? What did she actually do? She didn't bring him in. I know. And it's Sylvie's sword, isn't it? This Yeah. Time. But again, he just brought it up as a distraction, right? Because right. To he's steal suspicious her now. He's suspicious. I bet he was really hoping that he would get her temp pad and find that there's absolutely nothing to worry about. Yes. That's, you know, because he's put his whole life's work from what we know. Yeah, into this. that's all he does. That's... His whole heart and soul has exactly. just been work and work and I, it doesn't look like they're in relationships over there yeah, i don't think so yeah they definitely have lunch we know that much did he actually think he'd get away with this maybe he thought he'd get away with it for longer than he did but maybe as soon as i saw it i just went well there's no way she's not gonna know i feel like they aren't as streets it's not the right wording but i'm gonna say street smart they're not as street smart as like someone like loki or whatever would be like they're not wired the same way that we are so i don't know maybe he just didn't think that far ahead they're not really calculated yeah like because i mean normally if someone decided to do that what he did they'd accept the fact that either they're going to quickly try and put it back again or they're going they're just accepting the fact that they're going to get found out but i don't think mobius thought that he would get found out at all or maybe he did but i just don't think i that thought they're... he would have thought he would have had more time yeah meanwhile we actually see where b15 has taken sylvie and it is back to rock's cart and then she goes to her she questions it and she says what did you do to me because i saw something and sylvie tells her the truth and doesn't she also say something like did you put those memories there and she explains i can't like this is just yeah, she something says, that yeah, I, can I can't she's like it's only what's ever already there she tells her to show her so rather than again like we said instead of being in denial or deciding to i don't know try and prune her or whatever she decides she actually wants to know more so sylvie takes her hand and does what her enchanting powers does but we don't see what she sees no we see the green magic by yeah. the temples um but it's the line after that got me yeah because she's quite emotional as well so whatever she witnessed brought back i guess really lovely memories but sad because obviously that's not her life anymore i'm assuming because yeah. she says yeah i looked happy and that says a million things literally within so she wasn't words. taken from a horrible life she was... which makes me think she had a whole friggin' family that she saw exactly she was, could have been happily married with kids who knows who knows why they was like you asked like maybe they did something in the nexus event and all got turned i don't know it's weird but then it makes you think the fact that she said i looked happy she's not been happy at all here ever i guess they don't really have big emotions as part of their job, especially Minutemen, because that's all they bloody do, right? Yeah. They're basically, like, not brain dead, but they might as well be brain dead soldiers. Well, they're brainwashed. Yeah. They just do what they're told. They don't have social lives. They don't probably don't even go out drinking after work. I don't know, but... does she Has she ever experienced happiness apart from what she kind of felt there? She knows what it is, clearly. Yeah. But definitely not at work and that made me feel for her i almost wish we saw what she saw but that's why i'm hoping we see it yeah because we didn't see her get pruned in this episode so she's clearly just been knocked out i'm assuming oh yeah i mean from past experience if you don't see anyone die they're not dead even when you do they're not dead sometimes <laughs> Loki. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> but yeah she says what now doesn't she as well yeah and now we've got mobius in the archives trying to hide away from prying eyes to look through the temp pad. Yeah, he sees 
uh, the case of C20 and it says deceased by her name. I didn't think there'd be a video. So it's, yes, it's her trial. But she says like this was real. This wasn't the TVA. She said, I had a life on the sacred timeline. And then she says, I'm a variant. And Ravona stops the recording. And she looks at the camera. I hate the fact she brings it up later, but she's like, oh, they've been compromised by the variant. I know, yeah. Shut up, woman. (laughs) (laughs) But again, we already said, I mean, Mobius had barely a relationship with Loki and he was betrayed. Can you imagine how betrayed he felt now? This is it. This is the big betrayal. Yeah. Because again, we don't know how many years he's been on the TVA. How does she feel no guilt? Or even if she does, she's making a good job of not showing it. I don't care whether you're ordered or... Yeah. Whatever she has with Sylvie is definitely personal. It definitely feels personal. That one in particular is personal. Everything else, yeah, she could be controlled as well. Exactly. So Loki's still in the time cell, but Mobius comes through and um, asks him, do you care about Sylvie? Again, Loki's doing his whole, I don't know if I call it caring about, all right, dude. But he's also like, now Mobius is straight to the point and he's quick. He's like, we, but we basically don't have time. And he asks him the question, do you, do you believe you deserve to be alone? Yeah. And then, yeah, that's when he says what you said, like the whatever caused the Nexus event can bring the whole TVA down. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he also makes the joke of saying, I now have to trust two Lokis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Loki does say like, he does believe Sylvie. Like he doesn't think that was a lie at all. Yeah. And um, Mobius tells him, oh, I thought this was really lovely. And in a way, this is the one thing that contradicts what I said a bit earlier maybe Mobius just didn't think he wouldn't have enough time maybe he did because what he says to Loki kind of almost sounds like something you might tell someone because you may not get the chance again uh-huh. and he says to him like you can be whatever you want even good which totally contradicts what he said initially. yeah because he was like in case someone told you different before yeah <laughs> remember this was my argument with you I said to you who the hell do the TVA think they are that you can't even be good because on their timeline you're only meant to be bad well I mean yeah at the time I was like well maybe they meant in the time that he wasn't then do you know what I mean because obviously later he does kind of redeem himself but apparently that's not what they were talking about I was about. right and you were wrong <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Whatever, Loki. I will take it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, unfortunately, they leave the time cell and they... I knew it was coming. Like, I don't know about you, but as soon as they... I was like, they they already know. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I call them MMs now, but Minutemen and uh, (laughs) Ravonna are there. (laughs) No, I like MMs. Don't call them that. (laughs) Well, it depends on the flavour. I'm not too keen on the birthday cake M&M's. I've not had birthday cake M&M's. Overrated. Well, actually, I don't even know if they are overrated, but I think the birthday cake flavour in general is overrated. But is it like really sweet? It's an American thing, yeah. Too sickly. But see, I actually personally, I mean, sorry, we're taking... (laughs) (laughs) But like, I actually wasn't that interested in the peanut butter ones. Like, they're okay, but I wouldn't, like, rave about them. Considering I'm a massive fan of peanut butter, they've got no take on Reese's peanut butter. Exactly. Oh, I know. That right I know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> do you agree? <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite flavor of peanut? Um, of M and M's, not just peanut M and M's. And which, if you're talking about peanut butter, do you prefer crunchy or <laughs> crunchy? Why does smooth even exist? Oh, I got peanut butter downstairs. Anyway, me too. Me too. I had some of my porridge toast. this morning. Oh, I didn't have any. Anyway, 
<laughs> so we're just trying to delay the inevitable. Which I know. Is... We don't want to get there. <laughs> exactly. Mobius acts, well, not convincingly, but like, oh, yeah, I took yours by accident. I didn't realize sort of thing. Um, and he finally answers her question from earlier. I love the answer. Yeah. He says, wherever it is, I'm really from wherever I had a life before the TVA came along. Maybe I had a jet ski. And that stupid cow. I knew it. I knew it. I knew he had a jet ski. That love just doesn't <laughs> well, I mean, come from anywhere. he says maybe he had a jet ski. I'm maybe sure he, he did. I'm sure he did. Maybe he had a jet maybe ski. Maybe he planned to get per- one. mechanic place on a beach. He looks like he may have been a beach yeah, bomb he at looks, some point. Yeah, he's from Malibu or something, exactly. let's be honest. But he had a beach house on Malibu with a jet ski. Yeah, with his long blonde hair. Yeah, and then they stuck this wig on him exactly. <laughs> made him a TVA agent. <laughs> they I turned wanted to up... whip it off at the last episode <laughs> and it's the Owen Wilson we know on a beach on a jet ski. <laughs> and they turned up in their bloody time daughter, take him away, and he just went, wow. Oh, you do it better. Why did he do it? Wow. I feel like when I do it, I just sounded really weird, nasal. Yeah, like you sounded very nasally. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's been four episodes and we've not had a wow. That's all I'm saying. Ravonna tells the Minutemen to prune him. And I just wrote, and he's pruned. I think at that moment I yelled, oh, F off. But the actual words (laughs) (laughs) at the TV. Because I was seriously like, they did not just kill Mobius. Mm -hmm. And that pained Loki. They did. He actually looked like emotional there. Because he finally had someone's trust. He had a friend. And someone who believed in him. Man, I didn't know how I felt. At that moment, because I was like, "Can I even keep watching?" <laughs> I was, I my reaction, I think, was silence, and I was just like, "Uh, no, no, that was literally my like, no, I'm not accepting this." I was just so angry. It was only the fact that we got the post credit scene. That I just went, oh, maybe this isn't all over for him as well. Maybe he's gone somewhere. I hope he's there. He's got to be there. Maybe not there, but maybe the TVA agents go somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, did they have zap it on a different number? I think they just press prune, right? Yeah, but like Loki, I'm assuming, has gone into a timeline where he wins. Would Mobius be sent into that Loki timeline? I don't know. I don't or into even a know where the other timeline. Anyway, <laughs> but Ravonna does look. I mean, I don't forgive her, but she looks upset. Like, like she, she didn't, didn't want, want to do it. Yeah, she didn't want she to had do to. it. But I don't care, stupid cow. If it is Kang and it's her boyfriend, I'm like, seriously, in this day and age, you're going to have a man tell you what to do? Kang better be gifted. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I think he would be. (laughs) Then it's going to be a big one. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger than Thanos's? Mm, Don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm having images of me with Ant-Man. I know. Thanos. Oh, whoever did that is a genius. <laughs> Even Paul Rudd loved it. Anyway, Loki is now sad and he's being walked down the corridor and Ravonna enters the the room where Sylvie is and she's all wet and happy. She looks pretty pleased with <laughs> you herself. You said wet and happy, not in that way. No, no, she didn't experience anyone's <laughs> anything. <laughs> <laughs> the rain, the hurricane that they were in. Yes, come on, people. Get out your heads out the gar. <laughs> anyway. And she that, that's when she puts an alert on B15, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess she's like, who was in here with her? Well, she doesn't say it with that deep voice. But what, anyway. with Arnie's voice? Yes, who was in here with her? No, I can't speak. Did that sound like Arnie? <laughs> Whatever. No. 
put on a lot. <laughs> she's like, be 15. Yeah, and that's when she says she's obviously been compromised by the variant. Mm-hmm. Sylvie's just smiling away, but Ravonna looks at her like outraged, right? Like, yeah. They walk Sylvie to the elevator doors, which is where Loki is. I mean, obviously, it's not just me that's thought this, and I'm sure that you thought it. And But, like, this whole thing felt very Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. Which we said before, because we were like, no one's seen Oz. Even I haven't seen mm-hmm. him, you know, that whole and, thing. And this isn't the first time. WandaVision. I know. They just love it. I mean, it is a great book. I mean, I haven't really read the book properly, but the film is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Even the, the, there was the golden, golden lights. lights. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the yellow brick road leading them up there. And if you remember Wizard of Oz, you also know that when they go into a room, they meet, quote marks, the wizard who is not even really there. Puppeteers. They go into the room. But now we actually see them like, they're there. What did you think, Harvey? I laughed. Like, <laughs> I was just I, like, I, oh I my laughed, God. But I was, I was like, I mean, I was like, they can't be real. I don't believe it because... I didn't believe for a minute that they were real. Yeah, I was like, this is too easy. But also, I would have been very disappointed if that was them just because they... It felt like I was watching some Muppet Show thing. Made me think of Star Wars. Didn't look as cool as entering the room and the Emperor sat there. Yeah, yeah. That would have actually <laughs> been better if you just didn't see a face, but whatever. And it was just the eyes. What one of them sounded like, I was like, God, I really do need subtitles. I know. The first time I watched it, I had subtitles. And I, I understood. But when I was watching it again, I went, what the hell are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, eh? But they're basically ordered to be deleted, aren't they? Yeah. Ravonna tries to control Sylvie's collar. Yeah, she keeps using the uh, time twister on her. Yeah. And Every time she takes a step forward. But then it kind of stops working and you realise she's not being controlled by... Her, she's being now controlled by Hunter B15, who's just come in. Dun, da, da, da. It was so dramatic the way the elevator doors opened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and she has the sword. Yes, she fling she takes the collars off of Loki and Sylvie with the button. Uh-huh. They and then she passes the sword to her and says, for all time or something. What would yeah, they say again? Always. For, always. for all time, always. Yeah. And um they start fighting. Oh, this was so good. This was good. I actually did like this. Um, Hunter B-15 kind of gets knocked down quite early, so we don't really see her fight more. But Ravonna does shout, protect the timekeepers! Sylvie was bloody amazing. Loved she it. She was. She was really She cool was here. total bad. There's a moment where she sits on someone and punches... Oh, I think it was Ravonna. Ravonna. Yeah, yeah. And she just punches her. I was like, oh, that's such a cool scene. But there's a moment where Ravonna's, like you said, protect the timekeepers, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and she's just standing there and not even fighting. Why yeah. aren't you helping? You are also a hunter. You can fight. She was just waiting for the one-on-one. She didn't want to wrinkle her suit. God, with her cigarette pants. Yes, I saw what she was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvie uh, gets rid of a few of the Minutemen and is left facing Ravonna while Loki's still fighting a few others. And Loki's gotten quite close to the timekeepers as well. Ravana is knocked out by Sylvie. She doesn't uh-huh. kill her. She just knocks her out. Not well enough, unfortunately. But uh-huh. um, the middle uh, timekeeper uh, tells Sylvie that she's their child too or something, right? I know. And you're like, really? And then Sylvie just throws her sword towards his head and cuts it off. Decapitates him. I- at that point, I was like, I knew before anything happened, I was like, it's not real. Yeah. 100%. I was almost waiting for the lights to turn on and for it to go, sirens and be like this was a test like they were in this whole created you passed yeah i was just expecting that to happen the head's cut off it rolls down the sparks as well and you know what made me laugh that the other two uh timekeepers chuckled 
A bit like Statler and Waldorf. Yes. They were, and then they all kind of, and died. Yeah. And um, you cut off one, the animatronics just basically stopped. Exactly. And so, yeah, they pick it up and there's all wires. Who's controlling them? I don't know. What if it's like Rocket Raccoon or, I don't know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this unexpected cute character. Can you imagine? Oh, but no, who? Because I'm assuming they're being controlled rather than they're just like actual robots with brains. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. I think whoever created the TVA or has built this TVA that's not actually real has built the timekeepers. They're clearly somewhere else. It's just a whole mask, so no one knows it's them. Or obviously Ravona probably knows who the actual one is, but... I mean, were there ever timekeepers? That's a question too, right? Yeah, because I think that's what people are asking. Were there timekeepers and let's say, for example, it is Kang the Conqueror. Were they defeated and then we've had these androids put in place? Mm -hmm. Or they've never existed and this is someone's created them, whether it be Kang or someone else, for us to believe that timekeepers have been keeping a sacred timeline. The most likely reason is... Kang the Conqueror and we said yeah. in the Falcon and Winter Soldier surely they can't do that to Sharon and then they did that to Sharon so I'm not going to even say mm, we've already figured it out they can't do that because maybe they can yeah and it is just going to be an obvious thing yeah maybe which is fine because I mean I mean clearly Kang's going to come along anyway we know so why not now I mean exactly. he's very closely linked to Ravonna at least so mm-hmm. and the timekeepers so why not Sam in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier also said that the baddies are the big three. The big three, which one of them was androids. Wasn't he knew. It? He knew. <laughs> <laughs> Although androids to me suggest more that they're like beings that have a mind, even though they're robots. Do you know that what I mean? They're, they're not, not actually like, being controlled. Yeah, yeah they I look more mechanical than androidy. Does that make sense? I know, but android sounds cooler than robots. It does. But <laughs> no, I feel like they're more mechanics. But also, I mean, I posted about it on Instagram and I'm sure everyone was thinking it anyway, was that when you see the timekeepers, it was it felt a lot like in Bill and Ted's Bill and- adventure where they turn up in the future, which I mean, I, I one think of our, they were influenced. Yeah. One of our listeners, uh, Robin Hosgood, he says he believes anyway that Bill and Ted's actual timekeepers are based on those in the original Marvel comics by way of tribute, something he thinks he read a long time ago. Uh-huh. But visually, he says, I think it's the other way around, as in the comics, the timekeepers aren't floating. So they probably kind of influenced each other in a way. Yeah, which is a nice touch. Yeah. So yeah, they realise it's fake, and they realise this isn't the end. Like, they haven't fate saved the day because there's more to this. And Loki actually looks so fed up because it's like, it's it's for him it's like you find out your really reality is something only to find out it's not that it's something else although now it's not that it's something else. like what is it is it feels like the truman show in a way like he's realizing is any of this real mm-hmm. and this is everything sylvia has worked up for mm-hmm. which is even more devastating for her as well exactly so who has been trying to capture her and get rid of her i mean what's crazy is, is this whole thing apparently is responsible for everyone's existence. Like, the reason anything happens is because of them. So to find out that even that, to the people that are doing the work, aren't even being told the truth? What is this madness? (laughs) (laughs) They're quite upset, obviously. And um, he tries to hit her with the feels. Yes. I mean, I, I, I think he was trying to make her feel better, but he was also clearly... 
either gonna tell her something or kiss her or yeah. kiss her you fool that's all I was thinking. Really? I wasn't. I knew it was going to be like he's going to declare something. or I assumed he was going to kiss her. You know, I'm sure he knows. Like Mobius said, that's what caused the massive spike. I mean, for so all we know, maybe that's out. why he was like, maybe I should say this now. Maybe it'll do something. But they're in the null time, so would it affect anything? I don't know. But unfortunately, he doesn't get to because he gets finally, not in a bad way. I don't mean this in a bad way, but... Finally, after years of stabbing people in the uh-huh. back, it comes back to bite him in the actual back. <laughs> Do you think, like, Agent Coulson was watching this laughing? <laughs> but, um, yeah, he gets pruned by Ravonna. And when that happened, seriously, I was like, no! Because obviously they, they took Mobius away from us. Yeah. <laughs> Too far! <laughs> this is where I was like, F off. You are not doing the show. You are not finishing the show without Tom Hiddleston. Exactly. Now it's all about Sylvie, who, you know, she's okay. I'm not saying anything, but come on, we tuned in for Tom. Like, Loki is a great character, but he's great because Tom Hiddleston makes him great. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the show, but um, when I was re-watching it, it made me... Because now I know what happens, but at the time I didn't know, so I was too busy being outraged. But when I watched it this time, it kind of reminded me, and I don't know whether it was intentional or whether it just reminded me of it, but the sound effects of the prune, including the way... um because it kind of kind of goes over him doesn't it mm-hmm. it's not like it just happens in one spot and he explodes no it's like just it kind slowly of kind of slowly erase yeah um it reminded me of um quantum leap i've not seen quantum Leap. oh you should watch it it's so good i don't know why it's not available to stream maybe it's in america but it's not available to stream here and it should because i think people would tune in who owns the rights is probably to do that i know but oh, i'm waiting i'm waiting um, but yeah, in that, I won't go into the plot too much, but in that, every episode, the guy leaps from body to body, let's say, and fixes something that went wrong in like the time. Anyway, but that's not the part that was similar. It was just that at the end, normally when he leaped, he didn't know he was about to leap. And it would be that same sort of, it wouldn't be him burning up, but it would be like a blue light, but very similar, like in the middle of something. And in that same sort of way where it kind of fades over him with the same sound effect, sort of. And then the next scene would be he'd be somewhere else. And so this kind of reminded me of that because obviously the the next scene, I mean, if he, in the show, whenever he would go into a new body, he'd always be in like a really weird situation. And the episode would always end with him going, oh boy, it would have been hilarious if Loki had said, oh boy, yeah. I would have pissed myself long. <laughs> but it <laughs> reminded me of that. <laughs> But for people who are Quantum Leap fans, they go, oh my God! (laughs) But yeah, it definitely reminded me of that. But yeah. Sylvie does also capture Ravana. Oh, she does. Yeah, she doesn't prune her, even though she asks her to, doesn't she? This is why I almost felt like I got a glimpse of Ravana going, you know what? Just because she said, just do it or something. If you do it and end it now, then she'll be free of whatever she's been doing. She won't have to to explain herself either. I know. And you're not getting the easy way out, bitch. No, cow. And then, yeah, so he says, you're going to tell me and you're going to tell me everything. And it ends mm-hmm. there. And then we have some sad music, romantic music. I didn't actually look it up this time. I looked it up, not the lyrics, but I looked up. The song is called If You Love Me, Really Love Me. And it's Brenda Lee's rendition, if people are oh, a fan and want to look it up. Oh, I thought it was Brenda Lee. I recognise the voice. For the end credit or post-credit scene, we finally got one. I thought it was going to be five and six again, but... Can you imagine what our reaction would have been, though, had we not had that post-credit scene? But we see Loki wake up in a destroyed New York. Yeah, because we've got, like, the Avengers Tower, it looks like. It's just crumbling. 
Yeah. And we assume, or a lot of people assume that this is where Loki wins in 2012. This is his timeline. Well, we'll see, I guess. We'll yeah, find out. This is, this is, yeah, that's what a lot of people are speculating. Mm. I genuinely don't know. I have no idea. Um, But we see, or we hear. <laughs> well, first he wakes up and he's like, am I dead? Is this hell? Is this hell? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, then we hear and we see Richard E. Grant, who I don't, was he announced or was this a surprise? Because it was a surprise to me. I heard that me. he was going to be in it, but I okay. I didn't even know that was him until his name came up at the end because I was too busy laughing at the sight. I love that they've given him the traditional outfit. Yeah, no, he's classic Loki, isn't he? Yes, like he's classic Loki. So they've given him uh, from like the comics from 1962 and they've given him the signature Loki look which you know is a nice touch because in WandaVision we got Wanda's classic look and we got Vision's classic look so, yeah um that's really nice and then we've also seen a kid Loki which we know the kid of uh, the young Avengers are coming up mm. so they've now put kid Loki in it yeah and we've got croak <laughs> we called him croaky we call him croaky but, he's but alligator cro- Loki yeah. or croak Loki, who isn't in the comics, but apparently there was. I want to read this. There was um, a Thor comics where Thor gets turned into a frog. Yeah, I briefly <laughs> read about it's quite this. a beloved concept. I've didn't. Know, I don't know why I haven't googled images of it, but um, yeah, Frog Four. <laughs> and there's one called Boastful Loki. Yeah, which is the one that looked like Thor, sort of with the hammer, right? Yeah, he's got the hammer, which is why now I'm like, oh. Mm. It's very interesting because, like you said earlier, like, are, is everyone getting pruned to the same place or are they getting pruned to a place where there's variants of themselves only? But I want to see Mobius again, so I want it to be the same place. <laughs> I hope. Well, I hope we see him again. I kind of want them to find him in a tree. Like, I don't know how I got up here. That kind of it, it, <laughs> it makes me hopeful that he's not dead. Yeah, me too. I don't think any of the ones that got pruned are dead, but I don't know where well, they're I being did sent. before I saw the scene. Because someone knows where they're being pruned to. There wasn't just an accident that happened. Yeah, in the but stick. I don't think Ravona knows that. I think whoever's leading this whole TVA bull crap <laughs> knows that. I know. I kind of want it to be like, you know, the end of um, Endgame you know when like they open the portals and everyone comes through I kind of want that to happen to Ravonna like all these portals from or time doors open and all the people she thinks she's pruned over the years come back and kill her yeah oh my god I'm so interested to see where this goes now and it comes out probably a couple of days later from when you listen to this on the same day as Black Widow oh yeah 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 so we're finally getting our Marvel film as well this is insane going to be spoiled spoiled i tell you spoiled and then next week it's over yeah oh my god well i've got a few responses most mm-hmm. of it is more just reactions mm-hmm. but um a, a lovely other podcast called two mates and a recap show they replied and but they just said i don't know where to start i just need answers <laughs> <laughs> don't we all a listener, uh, John Walker, also said, I believe what we saw during the credits related to something on the show, the thing that Loki said, you can never kill a Loki. We'll see. This isn't that John Walker, is it? Well, it's not. It's not Captain Not America. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have another one. This one you, well, you'll probably hate. But... Um, What do they want now? (laughs) (laughs) It's from Dan Burgess. He says, I like this show full of great performances, but it feels kind of pointless. And I get the feeling it's just to fill a part of the story for the multiverse of madness that was too difficult to explain in the running time of a film. 
Possibly. But then they're also, I mean, it could also be just another thing that they're giving the fans what they want and they wanted yeah. more Loki. Exactly. They could have completely eliminated Loki. It is going to explain a hell of a lot more that they've got coming. Yeah. So for that reason, I don't think it's pointless. It's definitely great to see an origin of something as well, but we'll see. But I'm excited. And it's soon, even sooner for whoever's listening. And maybe it's already out by the time you're listening to this. But um, yay, can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> and enjoy Black Widow for whoever's watching. Yes, let us know what you think of that too. Maybe we'll briefly mention it. I don't think we'll have a special on it. But we'll mention we'll, it yeah, anyway. Well, you never know. You never yeah. know what's in you store. We'll keep that door open. What an unbelievable episode. I will ask it again. Where is all this heading? Who is behind the TVA? Are we finally going to get to see Kang? And is Mobius alive? Only two more episodes, guys. As always, join in the conversation with us on our socials at Geekly Recap Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also contact us and subscribe to our weekly newsletter at geeklyrecap.weebly.com. And this week we'll be spoiled by not only the penultimate episode of Loki, but by the release of Black Widow as well, on the same day. I have my ticket booked, do you? In the meantime, enjoy your week, guys, and we'll see you soon. Bye.